Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, all seven rounds and heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair Media Network. That team up north needs a new coach because, my God, that was ugly. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. future commissioner of the North Carolina Football Conference. That's a callback. And with me, as always, is AJ. All Clay Helton does is win. Marchese. <laughs> I definitely thought that was going to be a Michigan intro for me, and uh, I'm glad it wasn't, Rob. Hey, your boy Helton's 2-0. Yeah, so sick, baby. I love Clay Helton. Best coach in the country. Today, we'll break down our 2021 NFL draft superlatives from this past Saturday in college football. Let's hit it. Seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Driving up to Cleveland, maybe. Looking for a Lawrence or Sewell. Don't draft specialists on the first day. Don't draft specialists on the second day. Maybe draft a punter in the six. We'll see. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. The wait is finally over. Football is in full effect, with many teams strutting their stuff. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to Bet Online today and use promo code ARMCHAIR. To take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses, bet online, your online sports book experts. Before we jump in to the mighty week that ended up being week 11 in college football, sneaky good week, we got a handful of Senior Bowl uh, invite acceptances to go through, AJ, and uh, starting, at, starting at the top with your favorite one, Texas quarterback Sam Ellinger. Yeah, the only one that matters to me, Rob, uh, this is like the classic senior bowl QB <laughs> that's like you know a storied college career and not much of an NFL prospect there's one every year and we love him unless yeah, maybe he's there to be an H-back that'd be cool <laughs> no no like, like you said he's gonna win senior bowl MVP he probably and, uh, will Jim Nagy probably almost, loves him 7 of 12 for 86 yards a pick no touchdown and a rushing touchdown and he'll win MVP and he'll just edge out Ian Book for it yeah, very accurate. Heisman winner, Ian Book, by the way. Joining Ellinger is UAB wide receiver Austin Watkins, Virginia tight end Tony Poljan, Alabama guard Deontay Brown, Florida State defensive tackle Marvin Wilson, Northern Iowa defensive lineman Ellerson Smith, 
Houston linebacker Grant Stewart, Auburn linebacker K.J. Britt, NC Central corner Brian Mills, UCF corner Aaron Robinson, LSU DB Kerry Vincent Jr., and UCF safety Richie Grant. Uh, what from that group, uh, who are you most excited for uh, other than Ellinger from this group? Genuinely, Austin Watkins. Yeah, no, I think that I think that's probably the correct. Well, I might go Aaron Robinson, but that's probably the correct pick. Yeah, and I mean, like maybe maybe the most interesting because we don't know where his stock is going to be is, is Marvin Wilson. But genuinely, in my heart, uh, Austin Watkins for sure. Because I mean, we're both big fans of his in the summer, obviously, and he's been pretty baller this year. So I want to see him go out there and uh, you know against the best of the best, as Jim likes to say all the time. <laughs> Yeah, the receiver group's going to be really fun. There's going to, as always, there's going to be a nice, I think, mix of smaller school guys like Watkins, like Kate Johnson, and some of the bigger school guys hopefully end up there as well. Um, and it's going to be a really good group in general because the wide receiver class is loaded once again. Um, I think, for me, I, I kind of lean Aaron Robinson because he's a guy I really loved over the summer, playing mm-hmm. pr- primarily a nickel role for Central Florida, an Alabama transfer. Um, he's just... He's one of those nickels who's just so ferocious, and like he plays some dime linebacker as well. He's a guy who I think could be a sneaky top one hundred pick, and especially with okay. with how nickel has become the base in the NFL. And I'm just excited to see him against against guys like Austin Watkins. Um, you know, yeah. I don't know. If, did we say this last week? But I, don't, I mean, we might have. But it feels like we've gotten a lot of uh, small school guys already, eh? I don't know if we said that, but it does seem that way. I think part of that is because the FCS season specifically uh, not happening. So these guys are kind of waiting around for it. Maybe Jim Jim's a little eager to get these invites out, uh, you know, and <laughs> chomping at the bit. He's probably not going to cancel the senior bowl, despite both the East West Shrine game and NFLPA bowl being canceled. Uh, when do we, when do we start our senior bowl happening? Oh, it's like we did with the college football season. We could start right now. We're what mid November, like the senior, okay. the senior, <laughs> the senior bowl's what two months away. Uh, yeah, two months in a week, right? Yeah. So, what are your what are you what, what, what are, I'm gonna I I think Jim's willing to kill people to have it happen. I think so too. I mean, I, hey, we, we didn't mention it yet, but the the PA bowl got canceled. This they're doing some online thing. I don't know how it's gonna work. But anyways, um. do you think I could sneak into the PA bowl's online thing? Yes, I think this should be a bit that we uh, we <laughs> we uh, attempt to venture on. We'll 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 keep our eyes peeled for that. But um, if I, if we had money, a bit would have been to send you to the PA Bowl. But anyways, <laughs> but I'll go next year. <laughs> next year we'll do that next year, but this year we'll try that virtual thing. Um, I'll put it at I'll, I'll put it at five and a half right now for the Senior Bowl. Is is the higher number mean it's happening? Yeah, sorry. One is not happening. Ten is. So it's a, it's that's like a pretty cop out answer. I'm giving you a ten. It's guaranteed to happen. Jim doesn't care how many people die. He probably is a COVID truther. So. I feel, I feel like most of America is COVID truthers. Yeah. Anyways. Why well, you shouldn't have said Go that? We can make fun of Jim Nagy all we want because he's a. He might be crazy, but um. So, sorry, not 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 the popular vote. Just under the popular vote are COVID truthers. Uh, what do you think about uh, Virginia tight end Tony Poljan? 
you know what? I I, I haven't <laughs> I just haven't keyed in on him at all this year. I I feel like I just haven't watched a lot of Virginia football. It's very but, large. You know, interesting in the summer. He's big, yeah, and obviously the the CMU transfer should have stayed at CMU, Tony. But anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> former quarterback. Inter- yeah, interesting, and I'm not I, surprised. Like, like if you asked me in the summer, I would have guessed he was going there, getting to the Senior Bowl. So, like, I'm not I wa- surprised by it. But like, I watched his yeah, tape yeah. against NC State the other day, and I came away very unimpressed. So, I'll leave it at that. Okay, okay. See, like, that, that's kind of what I was going to say. is a little underwhelming, but, like, I'm not surprised that he's there based on the traits in the summer talk, you know? No, I'm, I'm glad he's there. I think he, he is probably one of the best senior tight ends. It's just... Such a loaded class. True. Okay, let's jump no, in. Kenny Yeboa. Let's jump into it. Uh, week 11 NFL drafts proves. Let's start with our best freshman. AJ, try to try to pick three for each category this week. I know you hey, you love you're... to pick 10 freshmen, 15 sophomore, and then uh, like one sliding down the board. I <laughs> can't. <laughs> I have three. I do only have three freshmen. Hell yeah. I, I thought it was a little thin this week. I do have six sophomores though, so. But we'll overlap. It's okay. I have six too. So let's. We'll hopefully we hit three and three. We probably will. We probably will. Don't worry. Uh, best freshman, the Hawaiian missile himself, Jaden Delora, at Wazoo. They didn't win, but he was the most fun freshman for me this week. Uh, really impressive in his second start there. Uh, what over three hundred yards passing? Fun as hell. The hair is cool. <laughs> I like him. I like him, Rob. Same um, same high school as Marcus Mariota, yeah. Tua Tungavailoa, uh, and Jeremiah Masoli. Still? Which is, one of those names is way above the other two, but, uh, yeah. O- I, only I, one of those I, quarterbacks I, played in both the SEC and Pac-12. Spot the fucking lie, brother. Uh, <laughs> Masoli, I miss Masoli. I mean, I don't miss, I mean, I only miss him because the CFL season got canceled. I'll still see him, but... Yeah, uh, Delora, Delora is my favorite. Uh, who, who else? Who do you got here, Rob? Delora, also my top pick, um, like you said. I mean, it's so fun that Washington State's going to remain relevant in the Pac-12 this year with Nick Rolovich taking over. I love I love <laughs> the fact that – we hate him. Yeah, well, you know me and my Washington State head coaches. I think about them only as coaches, and outside of coaching, I don't think about them. I respect that. I mean, I don't respect that, but I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, okay. uh, but seeing seeing that, like keeping Pullman weird, AJ. That's what I'm all about mm-hmm. with weird offenses. We had Mike Leach in the area for what eight years. We transitioned into Rolo and and uh, run and shoot. He gets this wicked fresh, true freshman from Hawaii. Hawaii, a quarterback factory of a state. All of a sudden, it, it's so. I mean. Has there been a big write-up about that yet? I'm sure there it's has. Co- it's right? coming. They... It's coming from me. <laughs> okay, okay. No, I'm not. I'm not. No, I don't have time for that. But that it is genuinely so interesting. I don't know why it's happening. They wrote they, they the the athletic wrote one for Phoenix. Why not Hawaii athletic? <laughs> the Hawaii seems way more interesting than Phoenix. Phoenix is obvious. There's just a cradle quarterbacks, baby. Um, there. Joining Delora for me. Uh, I'm gonna go Donovan Green, the Wake Forest wide yeah. receiver. Him and my second guy. Him and Sam Hartman, like really brought it to North Carolina. I thought that was the most fun game of the day. North Carolina Wake, uh, just Definitely. a plethora <laughs> of points. Um, but yeah, Green, who who's a guy who flashed last season, and now he's really starting to put together. And, and Sam Hartman has really improved from week one this year. Mm-hmm. And, and seeing that connection, it, it kind of like I, I I have a soft spot for all schools in North Carolina essentially. Um, 
And Dave Clawson, I think, is an underrated head coach. Yeah, and, he is. And, and, like, they've got two running backs there as well. Like, Wake's going to be a good team next year, I think, or at least offensively. And um, that's a yeah, no, that's because there's a lot of talent and they're all coming back. Yeah, that's what, all I want is a conference for all the North Carolina schools. My favorite state in the world. Actually, that's not true. And uh, I, I live for Pennsylvania, Philly forever, baby. NC Central is would win for sure. That's my prediction for the North Carolina conference. All right, who else you got? Uh, I'm going. I'm going low key here, baby, because I I was short on freshman, but <laughs> I thought Micah Kelly, the Toledo running back, looked pretty interesting on uh yeah. Wednesday night. Yeah, eight carries, six ninety yards, a touchdown. I had a couple catches. Kind of a smaller guy, but can get jittery in the hole. I, I thought he was an interesting guy to watch for Toledo. And it's, I thought he was just I. You know me. I like mentioning the Mac guys. Yeah, you're matching through and through. Me, I'm more of a power six man. <laughs> um, okay, my final best freshman. It wasn't a belligerently great game from Graham Mertz, but he went into the yeah. big house. He controlled the offense. He hadn't practiced he for good. like three weeks. He had COVID, yeah. obviously. Um, threw for 127, two scores. Like nothing mind-boggling, especially with some of what these sophomore quarterbacks did. But mm-hmm. like that's... He looks like the most talented quarterback. In, through two games, he looks like the most talented quarterback Wisconsin has had since Russell Wilson. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, again, it, it begs the question, why was Jackie Cohn going to start anyways? But it doesn't matter now. Well, I think uh, I think yeah, part of that, that, that – I, I do think the uh, performance was impressive. I just didn't put him down because, A, I'm still hurting, and, B, <laughs> I wanted to keep it to three, and Micah Kelly deserved it. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's just – I don't know, man. Like, that's the right word talented is it's even when it's not that impressive statistically or whatever already you just come away impressed with the guy that's the most alpha that i've ever been on this podcast you're just talking straight over me like i don't matter and that hurt oh i but i did not hear you sorry but i will i will add that i think that's something that happens in college football a lot where the the veteran quarterback like a jack cohen starts over the mertz because you kind of you know what you're getting each week with him, especially in a Paul yeah. Christ offense where they're so much about ball control and um, grinding yeah. grinding that clock out with, with the run game. So, and I mean, we saw it happen with Jake Fromm at in Justin Fields in, in Georgia, and I, I just think that's that's something that, and I mean, it might have happened with Ian Book and Phil uh, Dracovic, but it turns out Ian Book's way better. So, <laughs> sorry, I legit didn't hear you. Anyways, who's best your sophomore? Yeah, who's uh, your best sophomore? Sam Howell's got to be the top guy. Uh, what, 550 yards passing, six touchdowns. Threw a pick, but, like, it was a great play by the defender. And that was just so wonky that both teams made that insane, like, pull it away from the other guy play, which was kind of awesome. Like you said, the most fun game of the day. And, uh, okay, who who does Howell remind you of? Because I feel like I'm, I, I want to put my finger down on it, but I'm not sure yet. Sam Howell a, is his own man. Yeah. I don't know. There's someone, but I can't Russell figure it Russell Wilson. It, it'll come to me. I don't know. I, don't <laughs> just, know. I saw something about him being like Patrick Mahomes, which I don't. What? Okay. I think no. it was more in the context of he has to put up a million points each week to win a game. <laughs> but he's got talent around him. I mean, so does Patrick Mahomes. So there, you're right. Good, good comp, Rob. You got it spot on. But no, man, like uh, Sam Hill was awesome. And I mean, he he's been good this year but it was a little up and down and then this one was just all fucking money and coming back and like just a fucking wild game and like 
like it's just so many big time throws to Brown and Daz and uh, uh, I mean he's a top quarterback next year and it's 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 obvious. You're calling that now? No, not the top. Quarterback. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. A top quarterback? No, no, no. no the, the, Thank you for making me clarify. The the sophomore group is so fun already. Um, obviously you mentioned Howell, Sam Hartman. The the, the fact that those two combined. <laughs> They combined for twelve thousand yards, twelve touchdowns, and almost a thousand passing yards. Um, yeah, that's ridiculous. Uh, and, and at the same time, you you jump over to that Ole Miss South Carolina game that turned into mm-hmm. a lot of fun. And once again, Matt Corral putting up huge numbers. He had five total He's touchdowns. Back. He threw for over five hundred yards. Like I mean, he got he got Lane Kiffin throwing his clipboard in the air. This quarterback <laughs> group is so much fun. Um. Just in general, we have way more talent at quarterback, both in the NFL and college football, than we've ever had before. And we're seeing younger quarterbacks play way sooner because they're so talented. <laughs> and, like, we've got Howell, we've got Corral, we've got Hartman, we've got uh, Jaden Daniels, we got Caden Slovis, we got Grant Gunnell. Like, we got it all, AJ. <laughs> and, like, quickly going back to Corral, it, it's uh, like it's not a su- surprising, but, like, I don't think anyone expected him to be this – Good well, he the, no. Well, people didn't even know if he'd be starting because John Reese Plumley's a thing. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, he's obviously had his ups and downs, but his his highs have been insanely high. In seven games, he has twenty five touchdowns and like nine interceptions, and like six of them came in one game. Yeah, <laughs> like the, the, more, the more more touchdowns than incompletions in this one. Yeah, like he he's had four games without throwing interception. And just one game where he threw six of them, <laughs> which kind of like clouds it. And like I think because it was such a hilarious game, uh, it kind of overshadows. And Arkansas is such a out of nowhere fun team. It, it kind of yeah. overshadows how good he has been in general and how fun this Ole Miss team is. Ole Miss is gonna be really good next year. Like they probably will lose Elijah Moore, but Jerion Ely is gonna be back. Corral another year in the system. Um, and they're a wide receiver factory. You don't got to worry about yeah, wide receivers. Yeah, exactly. Maybe. And then jump into Grant Gunnell, or as I like to call him, Gunner. Um, <laughs> he he kept, like, early, he looked not good against USC. He had that bad yeah. ball that ended up being a, a gimme interception for Hafanga. But after that, he kind of settled down and, I don't know, remind me of uh, old Nick Foles. He kind of does remind me of Nick Foles. He's just huge. <laughs> Hey, I'll, I'll go back to that old Miss game. How about Kevin Harris again? Like carrying that fucking South Carolina offense, five touchdowns, two hundred forty-three yards. I, I love Kevin Harris. He's a big boy too, and uh, he's gonna be fun next year. He's yeah. He's uh, I hope he fulfills all of the Marcus Lattimore <laughs> hopes and dreams. Is what I'm gonna say. You, and, and we have to, of course, mention uh, Kevon Thibodeau. Um, against Washington State, six tackles, two TFLs, two hurries. He just looks already ready for the NFL. That was kind of my main takeaway. Uh, yeah, yeah, but he looked that way last year. <laughs> yeah, he's a freak of nature. He's kind of walking down the the Miles Garrett pathway to being the number one overall pick mm-hmm. is the vibe I get from him, where it's just he immediately is such an impactful player as a true freshman. He's just such a freak of nature. He's already got an NFL body. Um, the, hey, next year's class, always better than this year's, right? Yeah, that's true. I'll, I'll throw I'll throw two quick ones oh at you. Uh, quick, Rob. You've named seven. You've got two more. <laughs> Nikia Watson, uh, Wisconsin's back. He was big he's and fine. runs hard. 
he was pretty good. He's good. Yeah, against and Michigan, one, any fullback can go for a touchdown. Apparently, so okay. Well, they respect fullbacks and they let them run. That's why yeah. Ben Ben Mason will have his time. Don't worry, Rob. Um, <laughs> quick, how about Tommy Travel? He didn't touch the ball, but he was blocking his ass off. I just he, he, I'm starting to like him, and the hype was kind of weird early. That's how Notre Dame always is. Someone's gonna find a really nice role for him in the NFL. Uh, he's very interesting. Okay, weekday warrior. Um, I'm just Desmond, Desmond Ritter. Okay, Jesus, just alphaing me all day today. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm gonna start with two Cincinnati players, one on each side of the ball. We've got Desmond Ritter, who once like they walked three Carolina, like they should, like it was nothing to the point where um <laughs> your your boy Mike Houston was really upset that Luke Fickle <laughs> may have run up the score. Uh, just stop them then, Mike Houston. That's my take. Yeah, retweet. It was revenge from last year because uh, you see beat them. Ritter had four total touchdowns, three twenty-seven through the through the air. One of his best passing games, if not his best passing game of his career, I thought. Yeah. Um, he still did miss a couple, but there's so much arm talent there. You brought up the Colin Kaepernick thing. I don't know if you brought it up on the show last week or if you just said it to me, but I think I did both. Yeah. Uh, the the athleticism, the arm talent. I mean, he's a guy who I think still needs to go back just because this quarterback class is freaking loaded but qb like he to me he's the guy you're betting on with that as qb7 after those top six who i think are pretty firmly the top six no i agree and and the more i watch him the more i get the kaepernick uh vibes uh i I think like if he does come out i think he's not going lower than like 120 i mean just because just because of all the, the the raw potential of him and like you said that qb that QB seven, maybe late day two or early day three target. Less talented quarterbacks have gone earlier. I'll say that. Yeah, it's very true. Uh, jumping to the defensive side of the ball, we, we haven't really talked too much about individuals on the the Bearcats defense this year, mm-hmm. but it's one of the best defenses in the country. Uh, my, the the guy I'm going to point out this week is Jarrell White, the linebacker who is built like a safety, um, but just he is. Uh, spark plug. He had a pick six, had a sack on a blitz. He plays so hard. Uh, he's a guy who I think can be he, – he would probably be a, a safety in the NFL, but specifically his role in the NFL is going to be on special teams. He, he just brings that type yeah. of energy and physicality you look for in a guy who, who you think can be a big-time special teams player. I think every weekday warrior we're gonna, we should have to point out a, a special teams player. I've got – do you want my pro comp? Please. <laughs> Zeke Turner. So sick. One of the best special teams tacklers in the league. Plays for the Cardinals for those who don't know. So sick. I know. Okay, who do you have for weekday word? Desmond Ritter. I already said it. Of course it's Desmond Ritter. Who who else would it be? I don't know. I thought you'd say Mo Ibrahim. He's your boy. Yeah, okay. Well I want them I want them to start easing the touches off. Yeah. He should opt out. He, honestly, he should opt out. Minnesota's terrible. Tanner Morgan's horrible. Mo Ibrahim's getting so many carries. And he's looking great and he plays so angry. And he he's probably gonna go really late day three or undrafted anyway. Opt out and be next year's James Robinson. Retweet. See, that's what I'm thinking. He's that late, late, late round target. He looks like a dude. He, he's, I love him. You're right. He's physical as hell. And I don't know. He's definitely just going to stick on a roster. So opt out now. Retweet. You're right. I hope you're listening, Ibrahim. <laughs> he is. Okay. Best prospect this week. I had a tougher time, I think. Yeah. Because we didn't have 
Uh, we didn't have Alabama play. We didn't have Ohio State play. We didn't have Clemson play. There was a there was a lot of game cancellations. Speaking of my picks, I had three of the games I picked canceled. Um, I too. And I'm now just realizing I forgot to make my picks for this upcoming week. But <laughs> while I figure that out, AJ, who do you think your best prospect was this week? Uh, this sucks because I was going to leave this off with the question. Just, just pay attention for one more second. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> how many first-round picks do you think we saw this Saturday? It's like I think most 60. of the guys are going to go <laughs> – Shut up. <laughs> I think most of the guys that are going to go in the first round this year uh, weren't playing yesterday or two days ago, whenever the hell you're listening to this. I think, it's kind of funny. Like I you, think – Like you mentioned with all the cancellations. I think all 32 played yesterday. <laughs> and they're all at the U, baby. They're all. And I'm going off the board, but I, I'm I'm going to say Jalen Phillips is my tough guy. I know he's not yeah. really the best prospect, but no, I think th- he's on my draft list. Stock, yeah, who's doing more for their draft stock than right now than Jalen Phillips? And the answer is no one. And I think he was probably the best player uh, I saw yesterday. So I'm giving it to him. It was just a monster game against Ball Tech. Uh, two sacks. Oh, two and a half sacks. Four and a half TFLs. Just all over the field. It was a lot against the right tackle, but I, I don't think he's a scrub either, though. Like that, that whole offensive line is pretty talented. Uh, and just kind of took that game over. And uh, more on the Roche <coughs> stuff later, but Ro- Roche didn't show up too much for a good reason. And again, more on that later. But I I don't think anyone was better than Jalen Phillips yesterday. Or, fuck, Saturday. Um I, I I think Jalen Phillips has been really impressive in general this year. But the sa- like if you looked at the sack production, it didn't come. Necessary, like he was affecting the game through affecting games so much without actually coming away with the numbers, uh, which is I think is partially why he's been slept on a bit in the conversation as a first round guy. Um, we've we've had him for outplay the box score uh, multiple times, I believe. Uh huh. And and then this this week was just he blew up the box score. What he had like two and a half sacks, I think four and a half TFLs. He was everywhere. Um, he was the best player on Miami. He he was making plays that were getting called back because more on this later. Uh, certain somebody was doing stupid things in the secondary. Um, but I mean, he's a former top three recruit. He's six five two sixty, an elite athlete. I know he's got the injury history, and obviously he semi retired from football for a little bit uh, after UCLA. Which I mean, knowing the NFL, that's gonna probably be used against him um but like outside of quitty pay i don't know for certain that we have a first like a solidified first round edge and he's he has the complete makeup of that type of guy so i don't know that's yeah like i still think rousseau's got like i think the trades he's still gonna go in the first round but i i still uh, like i don't think i'm gonna have a first round grade on gregory rousseau that's fair i'm i'm not saying i will i'm just i mean the the talent is insane but yeah no um it's kind of crazy that ucla landed jalen phillips in the first place to be completely honest they were recruiting really well and then just not developing anybody i mean josh rosen yes Colton, Colton Miller, he's good now. Yep, Let's keep keep going. <laughs> Jordan Lasley, baby. Darnay Holmes. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm glad he's in Miami. But you're right, though. It's with with the injuries and just the whole background of Phillips. I, I wonder how much that's going to affect his stock. Um, who, do you have anybody else who is again? Because there was no like 
actual like this guy's a top oh. ten guy and he played like a top ten guy. Do you have anybody else you I put, would consider? Uh, I put everyone else in shooting. Fair. Up, I, but... I I I just want to mention. I think for uh, like a lot of people this week, it would be Kyle Trask. Okay, let's talk. I put him shooting up because let's let's talk Kyle Trask. Who's your best prospect of the week? As you just said, um, I mean. He that, threw he well, threw for three fifty six and six touchdowns. Yeah. Completed seventy nine percent of his throws against Arkansas without Kyle Pitts. Yeah. Part of it is it's, um, I think Kyle Trask could be a really polarizing evaluation. We've talked about it a lot of the mm-hmm. time. His touchdown passes come to wide open people. Also, shout out Dan like this offense is just awesome. Yeah, and, and but like he did it like Dan Mullen made Felipe Franks look. Quite put up numbers in this offense too two years ago, um. But a lot of the touchdowns come to wide open guys or crazy yep. contested catches. And even without Kyle Pitts, the crazy contested catches happen again. Justin Shorter made one of the best catches of the day. Uh, shout out yep. Penn State for letting that five star recruit wander away. Um, and, and they don't need him right now. They're cooking. Blood. And there's so many weapons around Trask. I think yeah. like Kyle Trask is gonna go top 100, no doubt. Do you think he's gonna end up a first round pick? Like he, if if gun to my head, I think there's gonna be people who have him over Trey Lance, and gun to my head, I'm taking Trey Lance way before I'm taking Kyle Trask because Trey Lance has such so much talent in terms of physical tools. Right, like Kyle Trask is big, but he doesn't have a big arm. He he throws uh pretty accurate. Like I don't know, I, I think Kyle Trask really polarizing. I think he's gonna be the type of quarterback who who can be a starter in the league, but I don't think he's got top 15 quarterback in the NFL talent. I uh, I feel the same way as you do, but whether it's deserved or not, his stock is clearly Oh, amazing. yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> um, like, right now, if you ask me, I'm saying he goes top 50. Yeah, I, I, I think so, too. And if he, like, I also think a Kyle Trask is more system-specific than well, then, like, obviously, then a Trevor Lawrence and a Justin Fields, who I think can yeah. fit in any system. Um, like, if Kyle Trask ends up with the Saints, like, that's a wonderful fit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, obviously, he – well, Drew Brees is supposed to leave this year, but I'm not 100% sold he will. But, anyways. Um, well, don't so – if, if he gets it – Aren't you excited to hear right, yeah. him do Notre Dame games next year? Fuck no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, but like if you get somewhere where you can sit and the, like you said that the fit is right, um, it, it could be interesting. And I mean, I think this performance for Trask was was kind of actually a little more impressive. Again, I know that the throws are still the wide open guys and it's still a lot of the insane catches, but I, I thought he looked a little bit better and I thought it was a little more like I don't, a little more. I know it's not like he's uncomposed, but it's just no. a little. Maybe maybe I'm trying to fall in love with him, Rob. Is what I'm trying. No, I'm just kidding. I think it was a bit better, and I think I think just having Pitts out makes me a little, think it's a little more impressive. And the one in the back of the end zone, I thought was nice. The I forget. Yeah, who it was. yeah, yeah. yeah. The, 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 he threw he threw, threw six touchdowns, and some were to like no name people like that one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But like Zipperer caught a sick one, and Shorter was sick. But like. I don't know. Uh, Trey, he's definitely going to be polarizing. Like, it's it's going to be interesting. But so Mac Jones is going to be too. But like, if he keeps putting these numbers up, he's going to keep rising. It's the SEC. I mean, I hope he's at the Senior Bowl too, so we get like an extra look at him. And like I said, the yeah. Senior Bowl is one hundred percent happening. Um, he again, it's just like is he 
Like, I can't imagine him being, he just doesn't, to me, he doesn't have the physical tools to ever be that top 10 quarterback. But, like, he can be a Kirk Cousins, I think. Yeah. Like, yeah. like he's no, he's mechanic fair. he's mechanically really clean. He's shown accuracy all over the field. He's a good decision maker, mm-hmm. except in, in the second half against Georgia. Um, yeah, I don't know. He's, he's going to be a really tough eval because it's, yeah. He's getting, and he might win the fucking Heisman now. Yeah. <laughs> Especially because... He's got more touchdown passes than Joe Burrow did this time. Uh, it, 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 plus, you, you get the fact that Trevor Lawrence has missed two games due to COVID. Justin Fields just had a game canceled. Like, that puts yeah. them kind of on the back burner. I wouldn't be surprised this week if, like, Kyle Drask is power ranked number one in the Heisman rankings or whatever. Ian, I mean, Bo- Ian Book it, could be two, though, so who fucking knows? <laughs> if Florida beats Bama, uh, he's probably the favorite right but i mean that's a big if yeah no i, I if he if he can if he can beat alabama then i think he wins that <laughs> yeah <laughs> hey how about if zach wilson beats alabama in the playoffs baby Let's just go. give zach wilson the heisman that's what i'm and but they're, they're not to the heisman after the the playoff which is kind of interesting but before the national championship game yeah oh do you think we can hack into the zoom of the heisman ceremony yeah, we'll get you. We'll get you in there, sitting there. Uh, okay, like, I've got uh, like Toby Gerhardt. I've got one more guy I put under best prospect because I thought he had quietly a really underappreciated game, and I just really wanted to give him some love. Abraham Lucas, I thought was phenomenal against mm. Oregon. I did too. Yeah, and, and like it was quiet. He wasn't really against Kayvon Thibodeau. Um, no, but the I think my main takeaway was over the summer with him is I want to see him do more in the run game. And it, it didn't help that he was in the air raid last year. And obviously, they're in a run and shoot this year. It's not the same thing, but it's a similar type thing. But he was, when they did run the ball, and they ran the ball pretty damn effectively, he was mauling people. He had, uh, there was a stretch in, I think I want to say in the third quarter, where I swear he had like four pancake blocks on one drive. He was driving people downfield. On, and and uh, when they were getting, um, running screenplays, he was getting out fast and getting him front fast because he's a really good athlete i was really impressed with him um i think maybe not to the way andre dillard ended up shooting way up the board coming to washington state but i i I think he is firmly in the offensive tackle two conversation behind panacea well i think as we talked about in the summer i'm i mean at least at that juncture but i think like even totality i kind of am more impressed with abraham lucas than andre dillard but I mean, we have a long, long way to go. It's like, and uh, right, yeah. right now, like if you throw throw up an old mock draft, the, the tackles you'll see in the first round outside of Sewell are generally uh, Cosme, Leatherwood, uh, Redunce, and um, and Mayfield. And I think Lucas mm-hmm. is is very much in that same level of prospect as them right now, and I think he can exceed them. Yeah, no, uh, it's going to be interesting to see if he gets the love because it's 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 still a little quiet. I know there are fans of his, but... Uh, it's that East Coast bias. Also, I, I should, yeah, I should yeah, say, man. Liam Eikenberg, I think, is also in that group because um, yeah, no, I, no tackle's sure. done more for themselves this year. Okay. For, for sure. I clogged up a lot of time there. Let's jump to shooting up the board. Uh, <laughs> who, who you got? Uh, you know what? I'm going to start with Elijah Moore because, I mean, he just a fucking amazing performance against South Carolina. Uh, what is third 200-yard-plus game with 10 catches or whatever the hell, two touchdowns, running the ball too. 
Uh, he had that, that sluggo where he just was – he was wide open, but it was nasty. I, I, the, the, I mean, fuck, the, the wide receiver class is so deep, but, I mean, Moore has been so damn good. and He's 1,000 yards already. Yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. And, like, obviously he's a slot guy, but I, I don't – so I don't know where the hell he's going to go, but regardless, he's – He's been amazing. He's he's a very like again, yeah, you mentioned like he's not the biggest guy. He's he's a slot guy. Uh and the wide receiver class is loaded, but he's a, got he's got like bet more speed than I think I realized over the summer. Yeah. And he's a No, that's fair, yeah. very like consistent and savvy route runner who obviously part of the numbers is this system, but I don't know, I really love him. Maybe he goes back, who knows, right? Yeah, I was about to say that too. There's there's a chance. Um, I don't know if you should after this year, but yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in with uh, the wide receiver combo that you kind of mentioned at the top: Diami Brown and Daz Newsom. Mm-hmm. Against Wake Forest, they combined for 18 catches for 352 yards and four touchdowns. <laughs> They're both ridiculous. Um, Diami Brown obviously provides big time speed, but he showed like pretty fantastic ball skills which were was a question with him entering the year uh he had that one insane snatch away from the db on the deep route he also on the touchdown he made a nice back shoulder adjustment yep um i i i think he's done a lot quietly for himself uh and then uh, daz newsome this was daz newsome's had a quieter year and this was just kind of his a bit of his coming out party uh he torched for two touchdowns um, one of them, Wake put a linebacker on him, and he just killed him on the on the slot fade, and and the other one was a big crosser across the field, uh, and he he's a guy who I'm very very high on in terms of I think he can be a, a starting NFL slot receiver, and I, I again wide receiver class crazy, um, yeah. there's a lot of underclassmen, so I'm sure some will return, but frig man. Yeah, and like you, you said, it's been a maybe a little more quiet year for Newsom, but I've been just as impressed as I was uh, with him last year. To be honest, like I think when you really sit down and, and focus on him, and Brown's been good too. It, I think they've both been extremely impressive. And I, uh, funny enough, I, I'm gonna put the maybe not the top, but while we're here, I put the duo of Michael Carter and Javante Williams Hell yeah. too, who I, I I thought were both awesome. Um, I mean, Michael Carter's been your guy for a long time, and he had over 100 yards total at a receiving touchdown. Uh, I, 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 he deservedly so in here, but I, I want to highlight Javante Williams a little bit mm. more because, I mean, he had 100 yards a touchdown. Maybe we, we've we personally talked about him a little less, and I thought he was really impressive. He, he's, they're both NFL. Yeah, They're ahead. both top 10 in the country in rushing, which I don't – I don't know if no people <laughs> yeah. are watching North Carolina. Um yeah. But to me, that offense is must-watch with the wide receiver duo, the running back duo. Agreed. And then, obviously, and Sam Hill. Agreed. And awesome. you know what was awesome for Javante Williams? He, they were asking him to lead block. And he was blocking his ass off. There was a couple where he was just putting guys in the dirt. So, I mean, I think it would be great if you just do with him up in the NFL somehow. But, you know, that, the thoughts of that very slim. But someone's going to fall in love with Javante Williams for him he, being like a, that asshole run-hard attitude. He has 18 touchdowns. And like that—that's insane. Like if if a bigger name running back had that, they would be in the Heisman Heisman conversation. Yeah. So uh, he's he's gonna someone's gonna fall in love. They're, that's a guarantee. And they're both they're both talented as hell. We're so North Carolina biased. 
I mean, you can put Chaz Surratt here too. Well, he's here because I mean, fucking the big time sack to Wayne, two TFLs all over the field, fourteen tackles. Uh, we are North Carolina. <laughs> a lot of my guys. I I didn't put Diami or uh, or or Daz because I I figured you might, and we talked about them, and it's all North Carolina here, buddy, baby. Um. Okay, sticking in the ACC, and you kind of alluded to this earlier, Christian Darasaw had a phenomenal game. I know Virginia Tech ended up losing, but he was fantastic. He is such a MFer in the run game. Uh, battling Quincy Roche basically the entire game, who's a top 100 prospect, and uh, I think Darasaw firmly won that battle. Yeah, yeah, I put it for prospect versus prospect matchup. Yeah, that's I a good one. I agree that Darasaw won. That's a, that, I, I think, yeah, I have them as well there. Um, um, yeah, but like he's, like he's been impressive in the run game all year, and that, that Vatek offensive line has. And he still was this week again. But I think the, the important thing was watching his pass pro against, like you said, Quincy Roche is a top 100 pick. Uh, so in a, in a big-time matchup, he looked very, very good. And uh, there's an easy comp for Darisaw and Dwayne Brown because of the, the alma mater. And, like, they're the same size. I don't know if they're the same player. But I, they could both move pretty fucking great, to be honest, in the run game. Um yeah, I, he looks fantastic. I, he's in the first round right now, in my opinion. I I should have uh, I, that's a hot take. I should have said his name earlier when I was mentioning that tackle group after uh, after Sewell. Because yeah, he I think no, you know I think he's firmly fair to not name him. No, 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 no. I haven't mocked him there. I I are you sure? Uh, well, I don't really read that many mock drafts, but um, he, uh, I think he's They're like starting to now. He's gonna yeah. since Dame Brugler started talking about him. I think yes, uh, he he's gonna be probably a top three tackle. Yeah, agreed, agreed. I, I think I think he's firmly in the first round. I mean, like 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 we talked about Mayfield's missing time. Um, there, there's it's still wide open. It's still wide open in the tackle class, but there's a lot of good ones. Um, I got one more. Uh, you already mentioned Elijah okay. Moore for me. I got Amon Ross St. Brown, who came alive for USC on that final drive uh, to get the win over yes. Arizona. And he's his ball skills really showed up. Obviously, there was that big tip pass where he he uh, yeah. stayed concentrated and cut on the sideline. I love Amon Ross St. Brown. I think he's going to be a top one hundred receiver, if not higher. Uh, just again, another receiver in a freaking crazy class. Yeah. Uh, we can stay here because I, I put him for a prospect who made me look stupid. Cause remember in the summer I, I wasn't as hot on him as you were. Yeah. Uh, and like you said, when they needed the go the big play, they went to him. Four receptions on, on that game winning drive alone, including like you said the tip, had over a hundred yards. I, I think I thought he was more of like a fourth round guy. And yeah, I, I think you're right. He's he's the top one hundred guy, even in this loaded wide receiver class. So he he kind of made me look stupid. I got another one for later though too. Don't worry. Oh, shittier one, but another one. <laughs> two two more. Uh, actually, no, I'll just give you one more. One more quick one. I didn't watch too much of the game, but I caught the end where he had a, the game-sealing interception. Zayvon Collins, again, for Tulsa, who is so damn interesting. I know we've talked about him a lot, but he's 6'4", 260. He moves amazingly well. Uh, he carries that weight. Maybe he's more 250, but still, he's big. Carries that great. He, he doesn't look that heavy. He's just solidly built. He's versatile. Um... <laughs> I don't even know where I was, but I think I, co- I saw a, a stupid comment say, like, if he had an imaginary girlfriend, he'd be a Heisman favorite or something. That kind of kind of made me That's laugh. Good. Because he's, 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 yeah, I know. I don't think the tweet had, like, two likes, too. Um, <laughs> he's all over the place, and he's making insane plays. And he was banged up for, for a couple of games in the middle, and 
his production slipped a bit, but you could you could tell he's he's laboring a bit and uh, he's back and he's he's just it's every week now. It's just he's making fantastic big time plays. Yeah, he's wicked. Uh, do you have who's your top sliding down the board? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Bubba Bolden, the Miami yeah. safety. Who uh, I think maybe it's maybe more of a hype stopper than a slider. But still, um, yeah, yeah, couple bad yeah. penalties. Yeah, um, and got beaten. Struggled defending the run a lot. Got too. got beaten coverage a couple times too, and and mm-hmm. he's been a guy who's really helped himself this year. And I think you're right. It's maybe less of a slide and more of a hype stopper. I think that's a, yeah. a good way to put it. Um, because he's but, been but he's, he's been a a freaking animal most yeah. weeks. Yeah, but when he's not performing well in the wrong game uh that really hurts like it's one thing like okay if he's the coverage like yeah sometimes you'll see it but it's like it was a lot of bad angles just feeling the hole poorly just not making tackles um and again that Votek run game is, is studly but uh still not not a great game at all no um and then i i i'm gonna i think you could put quincy rocher here but it was it's it's yeah, tough to kill him for it because Dar- darasaw's a first yeah. round guy uh, like we said, but Roche did struggle. Um, I'm going to go with a different ACC edge rusher, though. I'm going to go with Boogie Basham. Who? Okay. Okay, go ahead. Pitch me. Pitch me. I just thought it was, obviously, North Carolina exploded on them. I thought it was a quiet game from him. Um, and with, with him, like, I think he's a very NFL-ready edge defender. Mm-hmm. But there's going to be questions about how high is his ceiling um because of lack of athleticism and bent he's a bigger guy he's what 6'5 285 and he's got wicked hands i re- i and i personally really love boogie basham but for that first round conversation i think he's more of that day two type guy no i i think that that is fair um he's quietly put up pretty good numbers this year though yeah well he's a great run sense. defender like, generally yeah yeah, he is. No, I, I I agree with like where I'm, I like Boogie Basham, but I don't think he's gonna be a first round pick. No, like I I think with especially with edge rushers, you're more willing to bet on the athletic upside of guys, um, than maybe guys more like Boogie Basham. Uh, yeah, I, I got like four more, actually five more guys. Um, okay, can I? I'll do a quick Michigan kill. Yeah. I thought Cameron Grown had a bad game. He just looked out of place a lot and. He's only retro sophomore, but like he's he's another guy that's getting mocked in the top forty consistently, and with this linebacker class, keep it keeps looking better and better. Um, a he should either stay in school or I think his stock is slipping a bit, especially when this team is fucking garbage. <laughs> and to a lesser extent, Nick Eubanks, because I think there's fans of his for some reason. I didn't was never really a fan. Um, there is he was though. ungood to start this year. Yeah, there is. It, it's just kind of weird hype. Um, he had that terrible drop at the start that led to the pick on the first snap. Obviously, um, he had the, he made that sideline grab later, but that's all. Kate McNamara, the best quarterback in the country, uh, yeah, he hasn't he hasn't impressed me at all this year, and I I don't really get the the big time love for him. Randomly, I I I had uh, them as well. I also put Ronnie Bell, but it's more le- like less his fault, and more his production <laughs> is dropping because of the situation. Yeah. Um and again, really loaded wide receiver class. I would be surprised to see him declare. Agreed, agreed. Uh, um, who, do you do you have anyone else? Phil Dracovic, who I know he's a redshirt sophomore, but <laughs> yeah, but the love was building hard, and I was in. 
And there was flashes early against Notre Dame. And then down the stretch, you saw maybe why Yim Buck is the Notre Dame starting quarterback and he's not. Um, he, he he makes some questionable decisions, like very For questionable sure. decisions. Yeah. I think he yeah. a lot of the time he defaults to his arm talent. Um, yes. And that can kill him. Uh, he didn't even have, like he, he had an okay game considering it was against the number two team in the country and they were in it for a bit and he, but he was kind of really a big part of the reason they couldn't keep up. Um, he's obviously going to go back to BC and he's, he's going to be a prospect that we're excited about probably next year or the oh, year yeah. after. Cause there are flashes yeah, like that one, that one play. I, I, he, there was one play where he scrambled around me a huge, um, a, a completion on the left sideline on a crosser. And he looked like Ben Roethlisberger. Mm-hmm. And he always has those big time flashy plays each week. It's like uh, I, I love Dracovic. I don't. I didn't think there was any chance of him coming out this year, anyways. But and like I think definitely the play on the field shows that he needs more time, which is obviously very fair for a guy who just transferred into the program. Um, I'm gonna stick in the Northeast. Go for a smaller school though. Uh, Jared Patterson. 20 carries, 73 yeah. yards, two touchdowns, but I just didn't impress me much as Shania said. I I I, uh, I put him for overhyped because he's a guy who is getting uh, he was getting that yeah. kind of this is the G five running back who's gonna go top one hundred uh type like Devin Singletary yeah. type hype. And and in the summer I was kinda in on that and it, he just yeah, I mean uh what what's the other running back's name? Kevin Ma- Marks? Kevin Marks. He he yeah, he looked way better. Yeah, he did. And <laughs> um, I, I just thought like Patterson was kind of just uh, running. I don't know, like just out there getting a couple yards and going down. Like he looked pretty jaggy, to be honest. Mm, um, yeah, I agree. You're right. I, I should have put him for. Uh, I didn't have any good overhypes guys, so I should have put him there. Um, I'll give you one more team, two more names. This is kind of like a cumulative thing. I, I thought like Darius and Dante Stills haven't really pop this year and I, I don't like think either of them have been bad but i don't they just haven't made the leap that you'd hope for and i thought both guys were top 100 potential and especially like in this idl class when all the opportunity is there to make the leap and supplant yourself there like easily i don't i, I just don't think either of them have done it and um I, I wouldn't be shocked if they like they still go top and like top 100 but like just haven't haven't been impressive yeah they didn't, like, just I, fine They've been yeah, good, yeah. They they haven't like they're not playing worse, but they are not playing better. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that's right. Just, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Uh, okay, that's all my side down the board. Do you have any more? No, I'm done. Okay, who's your out of nowhere prospect? I got two names. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna start in the MAC. He should be small school guy, but I'm putting him here. How about Dwayne Eskridge, the wide receiver uh, for Western Michigan, who's tiny but he looks fast as hell at that huge. Cash and run for Western Michigan. Uh, was he 5'9", 190, over 100 yards? Uh, he's, they said he got legit speed, and he, he looked pretty legit. And he's, he just, you know, it wasn't anything spectacular, but I thought he was kind of interesting. Yeah, no, he he freaking flew on that one touchdown. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I was hoping he was an underclassman, but, hey, he, he gets to go here now. So Ben Skoronek. I, I, he's the Northwestern transfer. He's emerged as Notre Dame's go-to wide receiver, and he had three touchdowns against Boston College, including yeah. one of the one of the best I think contested catches you're going to see this year. Um, yeah, I mean Jim Nagy's already hinting that he'll be at the Senior Bowl now. <laughs> Took one, one game and you're in, kid. 
But no, seriously, he uh, interesting guy, big body too. Yeah. Well, uh, what game was it where he went off with like he had like two catches, but they're both long touchdowns? It was like three weeks ago, and I can't remember who it was against. I know it's so bad. Uh, fuck. Who would have been BC? Was it BC? No, wait. They, they played BC wow. this week. What? So All right. Who else you got? Move on. Get out of this. Gary Brightwell. Yeah, fuck, that was brutal. Gary Brightwell, the, the, the Arizona running back. He was also a senior, but uh, 6'1", 218, and he was looking good all day for his own, man. I had over 100 touched, 100, wow, 100 yards, uh, a couple yards receiving, uh, kind of really out of nowhere because, I mean, I think he's had, I don't know, like 700 yards total in his Arizona career. Uh, was stuck behind J.J. Taylor and such, but uh, at that size and running hard in, against, uh, I mean, a talented USC defense, um, uh, he, he caught my eye. I'm going to go with uh, Gerard Hewitt, the Virginia Tech defensive tackle, yeah. who had two and a half sacks yeah. against Miami. He doesn't look like he's going to play in the NFL based on his appearance at 6'1", 280. Um, <laughs> but I thought like he plays hard as hell. He's like the leader of that team. He's very blue collar. Uh, showed really good hands, I thought, against the Miami interior offensive line, providing pressure. A guy who just strikes me as... He's going to make a roster because he's just a, like, he's got that type of fucking dog in him. <laughs> I, I loved watching yeah. him too. No, that's, that's a good point. That's, that's fair. He's, he was fun. Oh, he was. Can I give one more? Yeah, of course. Didn't have a, like a terrific numbers game, but I'm really intrigued by Oregon tight end DJ Johnson. Who's kind of come out yeah. of nowhere through two weeks to play a ton for them. Former Miami yeah. uh, hurricane, former pass rusher, turn tight end. Really interesting frame and athleticism. He had the touchdown yeah. on the little uh, play in the flats. I'm I don't know. He's I think he's he's fun to watch. Even though like again, he only had two for twenty three in a score, but he's interesting. No, no, I like that. I like that. He he is built like an edge too. Like he's yeah like yeah. It's strange almost. Yeah no he's he's got an interesting body and he's got the dreads which is I don't know you don't see it too much on the tight end it looks cool to be honest uh, yeah um, prospect who made me look stupid I, I said my top guy was Amon Ross St. Brown to a lesser extent how about Trevon Grimes I feel like I went in on him a couple weeks ago no he had a like, bad game against whoever that was like two or three weeks ago yeah 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 like deservingly I went in on him um, and like the and since then he's been really good. So I, I'm like, hey, good for you, Javon Grimes. You've proved me wrong-ish. I guess I don't know. <laughs> um, I went with Ian Book because he made me look stupid in terms of mid. Like early in the game, I, I tweeted out Phil Dracovic has so much more talent than Ian Book, which I think that's still true. But then Ian it's Book, true, Ian true. Book went on to have four total touchdowns, over 300 total yards, and is probably going to be a Heisman finalist. Ian Book looks like kind of what I look for in a late day three backup quarterback, though, with that athleticism, mm-hmm. and he doesn't really turn the ball over, and he's played so much better the last two weeks. Yes, he looks like he, so. he's going to be Trevon Boykin, but not bad. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Um, yeah, I do know what you mean. You're right, though. The last two weeks, it's like he's he's taken another leap all of a sudden, and. He's navigating the pocket better and just feels more composed. And it, yeah, um, definitely. He's got that uh, late day three UDFA backup look to him. Um, do you have anybody else or no? 
No, no, let's move on. And I said my prospect, yeah. prospect is Dariusaw against Quinchon uh, Rocher. I think that was the the like obviously the top one. I got another tackle yeah. versus Edge one though. Um, Zion Johnson against Daylon Hayes. I, yeah, I, I, no, that's a good one. I think there was like not a clear winner the way I think Dariusaw was the clear winner against Rocher. Uh, I yeah. like Zion Johnson still doesn't look like he should be playing. Like he's gonna be he's gonna be so much better as a guard. And he was so much yeah, better as a guard. Of, it's kind of annoying it that he's playing left tackle. It is. It is. Yeah. Um, but you you can <laughs> see that athleticism there, and like you understand why they did it. But he's gonna be so much better in the NFL as a guard. Um, and da- da- I like Dalen Hayes. Me too. He's Sorry, he's Dan. got he kind of giving me the the same vibes you get with uh, Khalid Kareem coming into Notre Dame last year. Yeah, that's a good point. You're right for sure. Um, but both like have their games where they make a couple flashes, but like on the whole, they're just like solid dudes. That... Yeah, like he he's gonna be, I think, a long time rotational edge in the NFL. Yeah, no, I I like Hayes, and I feel like there's gonna be a lot of love for him because he just seems like a dude that works his ass off. Agreed. High-end motor Agreed. Stuff. Who? Yeah. I I already said my overhyped is Jared Patterson. Who do you have? Uh, overhyped for me is uh, oh you you mentioned the name funny enough. See, I didn't. I, Jared Patterson's a better one. Uh, this is interesting. I, I, I kind of put him here because I want to talk about him, but how about Dylan Radins, who it's kind of just been in the back of my mind for a little while now. And like you mentioned, constantly mocked in first rounds. Uh, Matt Miller is insanely high on him. I think he's like top 10 high on him. Um, if he's not in the first, he's in the second round. Okay. And I, I don't think that's crazy, the second round stuff. I, I like Radins, but he is still an FCS tackle who played one game this year. And in the summer, I, I, I like the potential. Um, I didn't see a first-rounder on tape on the, on our first go pass. I'll say that. And I just think it's kind of interesting to see where he's going to go. And like like we've talked about, there's a lot of tackles. Maybe the, 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 the NFL banks on these big school guys who are playing as opposed to a small school guy who isn't. Um, I, so I think it's just kind of interesting. I, I don't think he's going to be a slam dunk first rounder come uh, at least in mocks in, in a couple months well I, I th- uh, so i think it's gonna be interesting and i think with that is as we've mentioned guys like Darisaw have come out guys like abraham yeah. lucas like they're doing a lot for themselves where Rodents can't can't because they're not playing exactly. the game right so uh no i th- yeah. i think i think that's an interesting point um small school guy who caught my eye obviously we default him action here uh, our friend, friend of the program, Tommy Doyle, I put him in on the other side of that game, uh, Buffalo wide receiver Antonio Nunn. Yeah. I, I put Nunn and, and Kevin Mark. So like, let's, let's talk Nunn first. <laughs> like he's just consistently making big time contested catches and he's like, he's little like five eleven, two hundred. 200. He seems like he's got a lot of dog in him. Yeah. Uh, he just seems like that late round flyer type wide receiver. That's like, it's. He's going to come into camp and, like, be gritty and, like, it will win over hearts. Uh, so, I like him. And Mark's definitely looked like the better back in Buffalo. And he's the bigger guy. And he he, he looks a little more spry this year, mm. a little more juice to him. I I, I think he might be the uh, – like, Patterson probably still go higher right now. I'll say that. But I think he's, he might have the, the, the edge there, to be honest, it, as the better player. I thought Doyle versus um, Malcolm Koontz was kind of, like, the big prospect yeah. prospect matchup in, in the action. And I thought Doyle – For sure. Doyle had a really good game, even though Miami of Ohio didn't really do much on offense. He he gave up nothing in terms of pressure. Um, he He's uh, just another – I hope he's at the senior bowl. Uh, me too. Uh, prospect, we all played that box guard before we, we finish, Rob? 
Oh, I just skipped that, didn't I? Yeah, that's why I, I gave you a nice seamless transition. Yeah, that was. Uh, you had to mention it. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll throw two out quick. Uh, Jock against Boston College. Yes. Just yes. <laughs> he was covering Zay Flowers in, in trail technique and had a sick PD pass deflection and uh, I don't know, just the versatility and the way they deploy him from one week to the next. I think is crazy that he can one week be such an important player, um, like attacking. Yep. But like the front out of the front seven, like, and then the next week he's he's specifically being needed to be a cover man. <laughs> yeah, and he didn't have a tackle. He only had the one PD. Um, and like like you said, he carried Flowers downfield. Jerkovic under threw it, but he was like even if it was on target, he was still Jerkovic. Uh, oh, God damn. No, he he's Jerkovic this week for uh, for not beating Notre Dame. Um, you know, I'll throw a weird one in here. How about David Bell, who I, I actually I didn't even tell you. I watched that Northwestern Purdue game, or at least the first three quarters of it. Uh, and he was just trying to drag Purdue to the win. He had like nine catches for 78 yards. He's only a sophomore. And he was the oh, oh shit. Whatever. I'm still going to talk he's about it. He's going to be a first-round pick only, next year. Yeah, he's sick. He was the only one doing anything for Purdue. And then he drew multiple pass interference calls. So, fuck it. He deserved to be talked about anyways. I forgot he was a sophomore. That's okay. Um... Oh, I got my Jay Sanders here too. He just—he really interesting to me. I was telling you while yeah. we we're watching. I, he's so freaking long. He's lean, but he's long. His, he's, he moves so well. Yeah. His build is really interesting. He's like—it's almost built like a, a a basketball player. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what it is. He, he looks like a small forward almost. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I but the the thing is, he's obviously got the room to to add the weight in. He looks impressive they, for sure. They list him at two fifty eight. I don't really believe that. There's no way. There's no way. Six no. five two fifty eight. I'd say he's like two thirty five. That's what I was about to say. Yeah, I take twenty pounds away from that. But that's what he weighs. On that Bearcats defense, he, I think he's 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 got maybe the most upside of any of their guys. Ahmad Gardner, yeah, the corner no. next year, maybe. But I like. Yeah, so, I like Gardner too. But yeah, you know what else you like to garden? Wow, that's a great. This is a different ad. Transition. Oh my god, this isn't even the weed whacker. So, uh, oh, goddamn it! Support for Seven Rounds in Heaven comes from Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Jingle balls to the walls, fellas. Listen up. I hope that guy got a raise. Whoever came up with that. Untrimmed pubes are a thing of the past. It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. One time, I sliced my balls right open because I used a straight blade on my balls. Did you really? Yep. I had to go to the hospital. It was a whole thing. Couldn't walk for three months. And that's why this revolutionary company, Manscaped, has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 3.0 has proprietary advanced skin safe technology, so the trimmer cuts on your nuts. It's also waterproof, so you can use it in the shower. The lawnmower 3.0 comes inside their brand new Perfect Package 3.0, which makes for the perfect gift this holiday season. It's literally everything you need. To keep trimmed, cut free, and smelling nice down there. Definitely get my brother one. He he smells bad down there, if you know what I mean. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> and don't okay. and don't use the same trimmer on your face as you're using on your balls. That's just nasty. 
The Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0 also includes the Crop Preserver and Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant and Moisturizer. You, you already put deodorant on your armpits, so why aren't you putting them, it on the other parts of your smelly body? Oh, yeah, Rob's brother. And yes, your balls stink, Rob's brother. Speaking of sweaty and stinky balls, I am thankful for their Crop Reviver. This product, along with the Crop Preserver, keep your balls from sweating, smelling, and sticking. The big, the three big S's. And these products mm-hmm. smell good. Their manly scent is attractive and will keep, well, will help set and keep the mood, if you know what I mean. The perfect package will also come with a pair of Manscaped boxers that'll keep your junk feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade those overused pair of boxers to Manscaped's high-performance anti-chafing boxers. Manscaped's doing everything these days. They got it all, baby. Tis the season to Manscaped, so get yourself, your dad, your brother, especially your brother, and friends the best gift of all. The Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. And also, don't forget to bet online. Bowl season's just around the corner. That gets me so jazzed up. Uh, So, you should be betting through the regular season of college football at bet online to build enough funds to then spend on bowl season so you can bet every bowl game it's f- that's just basic math and the nfl season is halfway done and there's a lot more to go so bet on that and my five picks of the week are brought to you by bet online as well as aj's one short of a six pack aj i went one and one last week and had three games canceled ohio state alabama and cal did not play hey I went three and zero, baby, but I had two games canceled. The, the Bama and the Ohio State game too. You know, uh, you know, so I, I, you know. Yeah, go ahead. Boston College like scored one more point, they would have covered. So it's sick. Yeah, that sucks. And the whole time I was watching the game, I'm like, oh, I should have Boston College in my picks, but I shouldn't have. So uh, I'm still down on the year, so it doesn't matter. But hey, I'm I'm making a comeback because I got seven picks this week to 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 uh to redo my two missed ones. Uh, you want me to start us off? Uh, yeah, go ahead. I am, of course, going to the Maction, 7 o'clock Wednesday night on ESPN2. Good matchup, 2-2-0 teams. Western Michigan at Central Michigan. The two better uh, directional Michigans. Maybe the two better Michigan schools in general. Um, I am taking the chips at home. Minus three points. How do you feel? Sure. <laughs> okay. I don't, I don't know what the line's going to be. Go Chips. I think this game could be go either way. I'm just picking this because i got to pick the matching game. Uh, I'm going to go 12 p.m. Fox. we got a top 10 matchup this week. Hell yeah. Number 10, Indiana. <laughs> going to the horseshoe. To take on number 3, Ohio State. I'll put the Buckeyes at 8.5 point favorites. I put it way bigger. I don't know what, what? this line's going to be, though. I think you're underestimating Indiana because they're legit top 10 team. Their defense is ferocious. Michael Penix is proven to be one of the best quarterbacks in the Big Ten. I like I don't I I think you have a hard time making this a double digit spread. I uh I, I don't know it's tough I I I, didn't, I wasn't confident about it but I think just the way the lines are trending right now I think it probably will be double digits. Um, I will say though that like, like it's at Ohio State but no fans obviously so I I don't know if that's that's gonna be i'm still not sure how vegas is would you put it at 17 holy fuck that's more than notre dame boston college yeah at boston college but still um 
Okay, what do you, what do you want to do? Ten? You're taking Ohio State anyways, right? Yeah. Me too. Eight. Ten and a half. Okay, so there's no push. Good call. Taking Buckeyes. Yeah. I'm taking the Buckeyes too. Kevin um, Wilson revenge game. I think I think Indiana will, will show up and be in it, but it's just uh, Ohio State's too much. Okay, my next one, I'm going 3.30 CBS, Ole Miss at number five, Texas A&M. I think this is just a fun game. <laughs> That's a fair. That's a good point. Yeah, uh, I didn't pick this one. Uh, Tamu, I put 16.5 point favorites. What do you think about that? Uh, Ole Miss seems to be in most games because they score so much, but they also give up so many points that teams can pull away late by a larger margin. Uh, Tamu is number five in the country. I think they're partially number five because they – beat florida so the poll people don't want to put yeah. florida ahead of them even though i think if like you generally should uh, and it doesn't matter yeah. yeah and it doesn't matter um i i want to take ole miss at plus 16 and a half what do you think about that spread i think you're gonna have to bring it down to 13 and a half what okay so a top 10 matchup buckeyes at home in a top 10 matchup, you say are 17 and a half point favorites. A&M on the road or at home at Kyle Field with fans against an unranked team is favored by less? Okay, hold on. Your logic is so flawed. This is the first time I've I'm just looking at the actually lines. Cared. Uh, sorry, I I've I've been thought about A&M, but they're clearly not the fat, fifth yeah, but they're clearly team. a top 10 team in the country. Okay. Yeah. What, they're do, not that good. What, what? what Neutral field. Well, what do you think the spread would be? Ohio State, Texas A&M. Just for fun of it. Ne- Sorry, say that again. Neutral field, mm-hmm. Texas A&M, and Ohio State. What do you think the spread would be? Ohio State, five and a half, half probably. Them. I think it'd probably be bigger. A and M has only lost to Alabama, beat Florida, um, beat Arkansas. Like I, I don't understand what your logic is. Like Indiana has more impressive wins than Texas A and M, but. Like your your logic's all flawed. I'm. I don't know. Okay, what would you put it at? I'll give it to you. I put Whatever it at you sixteen want, and a half. Ole Miss okay. is. I just said thirteen. Is what three and five? Yeah, but they're in every game, like you said. That's why. We'll see. We'll see. I, we can see later today, actually, what the spreads actually are. Okay, give it. Take they lost to Arkansas. And Arkansas yeah. beat Texas A&M. They lost to Arkansas by twenty or by twelve. Yeah. Your logic is so flawed. My next game, I guess, because unless you got another game you well, want to pick. Yeah, I have a bunch of games, Rob. Well, you're not saying anything. Friday night. 10.30 Friday night. Well, because you're just rolling on. 10.30 Friday night, ESPN. Pac-12 after dark, baby. UCLA at Oregon. Uh, I'm taking the Ducks minus 10.5. Should this one be bigger? At Oregon. Wait, Yes. I, what is your logic on these picks spreads? Oregon Oregon was only like uh, ten against Wazoo. UCLA scored a lot. That's why I put it like here. I can go bigger. Are you sure care. it's Friday night? My schedule says it's still to be announced. I, uh, I think because UCLA UCLA is playing right now, that the game might be moved. Oh, yeah. I totally forgot oh, that game's happening game. right now. <laughs> go so check stupid. the score okay well, right now it's friday night who knows what it's gonna be yeah uh what do you want me to go to uh 14 yes okay i'm taking the ducks do you want to know the score of cal ucla right now because maybe you're right i would love ucla's winning i would love see 
Fuck, I don't want to watch this game, but the NFL's on. It's not on TV either, right? Mm. No, it's on. It's on. No fucking football. It's on FS1. Cam Bynum has a pick. He's with my shooting up the board this week. (laughs) Sick. Uh, But yeah, I don't know. Uh, Take whatever you want. I can't remember what you said. I'll go 14. It doesn't matter. Um, Here, I'll give you another one. Noon, ESPN2. App State at Coastal Carolina. This is a good one, man. I'm taking Coastal Carolina at home minus seven. App State was big uh, favorites this week, and I think I think the spread was 17 against who was it, Georgia State, right? Yeah, and they only scored 17 points, so obviously didn't cover. Uh, CC's been off, but I think App State's still going to get the the respect here still. But I, I'm taking Coastal Carolina to cover seven at home. I think it's pretty close. I'll game, give it to you because narrowly win. I'll give that to you because I don't know what the spread will be because I don't. It's hard to understand how how uh, the desert values either of these teams right now. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I don't know. Sure. Okay, since you like to pick the cool games, the hipster games, I'll just stick to my roots. Three thirty, ABC, the Big Ten showdown uh, in the three thirty window. Number thirteen, Wisconsin, on the road against number twenty three, Northwestern, in Evanston. Uh, I put it in a pick'em. Oh, I think I think Wisconsin would be favored. Okay, I uh, see. I wasn't sure. Like Northwestern, I don't even understand what they are. Uh, I, I don't think uh, they're going to get respect from Vegas. Okay. I think it's going to be like a touchdown. Okay, so to seven, honest. seven. Uh, we'll do six and a half just for uh, just for the no push. Okay, thank you. I'm taking Wisconsin. That's an interesting game to gauge who these both these teams are, though. Yeah, no, for sure, especially for Northwestern. I think Wisconsin's legit, but um, obviously they haven't played that much. I, and I'm are, you're both we're both taking Wisconsin to be clear. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, um, three thirty. Yeah. The the ABC slash ESPN. Yeah. Game. Yeah. This um, is good. Cincy at UCF. According to the, the ESPN win thingy, <laughs> UCF is supposed to win, which I saw yesterday. Okay. But I, I don't think they can favor UCF. Obviously. I so don't think Cincy, so either. <laughs> I know, but it's the bounce house. It's. I, know. I mean, I know. But still, the bounce. This is. I'm going Cincy minus six and a half. Oh, okay, I put it at three and a half. UCF's on pace to have like the most prolific offense in college football history. Yeah. Cincinnati is one it's of the great. Good game. Cincinnati has maybe the greatest G5 defense of all time. Um, yeah. This is like the perfect battle. I yep. and, and on the other side, like UCF has NFL talent on defense, and Cincinnati has like an NFL quarterback. Um, it's a really really fun game. I think it's must watch TV. Uh, I. Do you want to go four and a half? Let's go four and a half, and we're both taking Cincy. Out of yeah, principle, I'm taking Cincy. But yeah, exactly. I just can't pick against them right now. They're playing way too well, and I, UCF has dropped a couple, like what one now, but still, um, I I trust the Bearcats defense, and I think it should be a great, great football game. I don't even know, like, like I, I didn't look at the total, but I don't know what it would be, and I don't know what I would pick to be honest. It's kind of fucking wild. I'm gonna. You have one more game left to pick, right? I do. Yeah. Is it Bedlam? It's Bedlam. Okay, so we're both picking Bedlam. It's again pretty like Bedlam snuck up on us. In two weeks is the Apple Cup. Yeah. This is a good slate of games though. Um, in week twelve, eh? It's better than this past week, yeah, for sure. Like we get Bedlam in the late window. We get <laughs> Ohio State, Indiana early, and we get. Um, since UCF in that three thirty window, I think uh, uh, you you want and, and Wisconsin North yeah Wisconsin. and like and I think game. Ole Miss Tammy is gonna be fun too. Um, yeah, no, that's a good point. But Bedlam ABC seven thirty uh, number fourteen Oklahoma State at number eighteen Oklahoma. 
to me, whoever wins this game's gonna win the Big Twelve against Iowa State. Um, yeah. I put it at Oklahoma minus six and a half. I put it at four and a half. So we're on the same page here. Um, I, I think definitely Oklahoma's gonna be favored, uh, even though they're lower ranked. But yeah, uh, you, you want to split the diff and go five and a half? Sure. Okay. I, I think that the spread itself is going to be interesting, to be honest in this. But um, you know what? I, quickly going back to last week, I remember you, you gave me a little shit for having Wisconsin favored so much at Michigan. Um, and then the, you were right to start. Michigan opened as a two point favorite. And then by the time Saturday night rolled around, it was Wisconsin minus six and a half, which kind of just like monster swings. So I think we could see some of these lines are kind of tricky. I think we could see similar swings. Maybe not so drastic, but I think we'll see a lot of movement in these lines this week. Ooh, did you just put on your nerd hat? Yeah, I put on my uh, my Vegas hat. My, my new uh, red <laughs> Vegas Golden Knights jersey. That's so sick. Yeah. I mean, you would do anything to live the life of being a, a odds man in Vegas who also has box seats to the Knights. <laughs> my, my dream person to be is James Holzhauser. Professional gambler and Jeopardy goat. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. 